This episode of Radio Techers is brought to you in part by Trip Surfer Vacations. Travel is opening up again, and we know you're ready to go. Trip Surfer Vacations has great all-inclusive packages for your next beach vacation and all the info you need to know about your next trip. So whether you're headed to the Cancun, Cozumel, Cabo, or the Caribbean, Trip Surfer Vacations has you guys covered. We even have partnerships for European adventures as well. So we know you're ready to go. Visit TripSurferVacations.com and let them know that Radio Techers sent you. Y'all have fun out there. Welcome back to the Five Rounds Podcast, the only podcast out there with the cardio for those deep water championship rounds. I am Mags, and I have just finished watching the last UFC event of 2021, uh, UFC Fight Night Lewis versus Dorcas. Yeah, interesting card. Um, UFC uh, going out with a bang over the last couple of weeks after uh, some ho-hum results recently. They've, uh, they've, uh, the fighters pulled out the stops, but it wasn't without its uh, its own fair share of controversy. Uh, quite a few people uh, missing weight for this uh, event, but let's quickly go through these uh, prelims. So we started the night with uh, Jordan Levitt picking up the second round sub over Matt Sales. Then uh, a third round knockout in the heavyweight division for Dante Mills, uh, Mays against Josh Parisian. Uh, the first uh, person to miss weight, Macy Kiazon. Uh, the first ever woman to miss the featherweight cut. Uh, she was uh, beaten by a second round sub to uh, Raquel Pennington. Then we had Charles Jordan getting the decision in the featherweight division against Andre Ewell. Um, second miss weight, uh, and I think it's the fourth time uh, in a career for Sajara Eubanks, uh, and she was uh, knocked out by Melissa Gatto at the tail end of the third round. And then the, probably the most controversial one, and again, a first for the UFC, the first ever uh, heavyweight fighter to miss weight, Justin Taffer, coming in uh, two pounds over the 265 limit. There has been uh, a time when Greg Hardy, um, he almost missed weight, was given that extra hour to, to cut and was able to get under the limit. Uh, Justin Taffer, uh, not so much. Um, for him, I mean, he's, he's going to pick up a huge fan from Dana White. That's already been confirmed, but he uh, he uh, kind of consolidated that with a, a huge uh, knockout of uh, Harry Hunsucker. And then we finished the, the main card with uh, Gerald Mayshart uh, getting the, the comeback victory submission against Dustin Stoltzvus. So going on to the main card, we had six fights. Uh, very, very action-packed uh, main card this for, for the end of year show. Uh, started in the featherweight division with our two veterans of the sport, Darren Elkins uh, and Cub Swanson. Both these guys usually come to absolutely stand and brawl. Uh, and we weren't disappointed. Uh, we started with uh, with Darren Elkins looking to finish very, very early with a massive swing. Uh, totally missed, but uh, 
Um, yeah, he, he certainly signified his intentions there, uh, but um, this was a Cub Swanson who looked uh, calm, he looked composed, and he looked more focused than we've we've seen him in a in a long long time, and he was quickly. Um, Quickly uh, feeling out his range, he uh, he did get backed up a little bit with a uh, a couple of uh, uh, overhand rats from from Elkins, and Elkins then went to shoot for a takedown, uh, which uh, which um, Swanson was able to stuff. Uh, but he soon quickly got into a rhythm, and he landed a, a lovely little uh, inside hook come um, uppercut, which wobbles uh, Darren Elkins. Uh, Elkins went into survival mode, goes for the takedown. Uh, but that he uh, he he totally misses um, Cub Swanson. It's almost like his 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 brain was absolutely mush because he was shooting for for um, Swanson where when he just wasn't there. Um, his uh, his shots were 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 very very slow, and Swanson was just. Um, landed big hit after big hit after big hit. Uh, Elkins wobbled again, dropped. Um, Swanson hits enough to to kind of uh, keep the 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 mushy brain effect in in place. Uh, goes to land a, a spinning a spinning kick, uh, which just the toes graze uh, Elkins, uh, but it is enough there for Herb Dean to know that that uh, Darren Elkins isn't defending. Um, is it defending safely, uh, and he pulls uh, El- he pulls Elkins to the side and, and waves a fight off. I'm not surprised to be fair because Elkins was in absolute dreamland, and it's a great victory for for Cub Swanson uh, back in the in the wing column there. So then we go into the the second fight this time in the lightweight division, um, and this was. Uh, essentially a battle of jiu-jitsu versus European wrestling, sambo-style wrestling. Um, Diego Ferreira, uh, Matias Gamrot, uh, both very, very close in the rankings. I think Diego was like 12th and uh, Matias was um, was 11th. Um, and this was a... Yeah, this was a, a really, really entertaining fight. Uh, started quite well on... on, on on the feet, uh, nothing really clean landing, but a lot of kind of range testing. Uh, and then we get the the first takedown from Gamrot. Is uh, able to to uh, to sweep uh, through Ferreira. Um, Ferreira quickly back up to his feet, uh, but Gamrot certainly had that confidence, knowing that he could take Ferreira down when when he wanted. Starts peppering with the with the jab, and Ferreira just had not a lot of uh, not a lot of uh, retaliation to be fair uh, Gamrock gets another takedown uh, gets on gets in top position Ferrer um, is able to to kick his way out of out of danger and gets back to the feet uh, pretty quickly uh, Gamrock again uh, teasing teasing uh, Ferrer with the shots uh, just so he can do that that level change and gets the the double leg takedown um, and yet again Ferrer back up to his feet pretty quickly but it was the it was the case that uh, that Gamrock was able to to take him down uh, pretty much at will whenever whenever the the feeling took him uh, Ferrer landed some some decent shots in in the in the the last few minutes of, of that that first round, uh, but yeah, those takedowns uh, scored very very highly for for Mateus Gamrot. Uh, going into the second, uh, Mateus was looking to to essentially keep the the same game plan. 
uh, go for those uh, takedowns uh, and and really kind of grind this uh, this victory. Uh, Ferrer was a little bit more cautious this time and was able to to kind of uh, stuff and defend those takedown attempts uh, pretty well. Um, but Gamrot, he knew that that were, was where he was winning the the fight, and he kept uh, going for the for the takedowns. Um, but uh, Ferrer was just not happy um, uh, on the ground. So as soon as he was on the floor, he was he was kicking his way with those up kicks to try and get back to uh, back to his feet, and he was able to 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 do so this time. Um, then he started to really kind of land some really decent uh, strikes. Landers are a nice straight. Um, Gamrot went for the ankle pick that kind of um, it, it shook for Ed. Didn't really take him down, but it, it took him off balance, and that that allowed uh, Gamrot to uh, be able to take the back. Uh, Gamrot pulls uh, pulls Ferrer down to the ground. And then we we get some clinching up against the cage, and uh, we see Gamrot land some some teasing knees, uh, the kind of knees what you hit to more distract your opponent from from what the what the hands are doing. Uh, but one of them lands right on the the the, the side of the rib cage, and instantly you see uh, Ferrer um, call out to the ref and, and verbally submit. Uh, I don't think uh, the uh, the referee Jason Herzog quite understood what what Ferrer was asking for, uh, and Gamrot was able to land a, another knee uh, and drag um, drag Ferrer all the way to the ground. Uh, but yeah, uh, once Jason Herzog kind of understood that uh, that this was a verbal tap, he uh, he jumped in and stopped uh, any more damage from from Gamrot. But great victory and uh, kind of real. Uh, proof that that um, that European wrestling is is a force to contend with, and it's a it's not a surprise that these uh, Russian and Polish and uh, and and UK wrestling um, based um, fighters are, are are doing so so well. Uh, so yeah, great victory there for for Mateus Gamrot. So going into the the third uh, fight of this uh, six fight main card, we have uh, Rafael Asuncao versus Ricky Simone in the the bantamweight division. Uh, Ricky Simone looking to go four and all and really kind of push his way into into the 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 rankings in in this division after a pretty uh, interesting start to his uh, UFC career. He kind of fell off uh, a little bit, and but he certainly got back onto form. And this was uh, probably his. His most high-ranked uh, um, opponent so far, a legend in in, in UFC, uh, with Rafael Asuncao, um, and it started off a pretty <laughs> pretty funny with uh, Asuncao landing a jab. So uh, Ricky Simone, I mean, it was totally accidental, but uh, a, a quick to the the coin purse, and yeah, Asuncao had to had to uh, stop for a little bit. Um, he he didn't take that long, and he was he was he was soon back into action, landing some uh, leg kicks and a jab, uh, and then uh, Ricky Simone really kind of uh, started to to take the lead in this fight, uh, landing some good front kicks. Uh, um, then he's able to tag with a with a decent right hand. Uh, Asensio fired back with a, a leg kick of his own, and then uh, Ricky Simone gets the gets the first takedown. Um, tries to posture up for some ground and pound, uh, but when that 
isn't isn't available. He he does well to to control uh, Asensio on the ground. Uh, eventually, Asensio is able to to scramble back to his feet, uh, but Simone is uh, is not letting go. Um, goes into um, in, to try and get some some uh, control up against the cage. Asensio tries to jump into a, a guillotine, uh, but Ricky Simone uh, lifts him up. Carries him over to the to his own corner so he can get some uh, some coaching, uh, and he's able to slam Asensio uh, to the ground. Uh, keeps all of that top control, uh, and Asensio, um, he, whilst he's not in immediate danger, he was getting very frustrated that he spent uh, a lot of this this first round on the floor, and it was a uh, a good start for for Ricky Simone. Coming out for the for the second, and Asensio uh, knows he doesn't want to kind of uh, overstretch on his strikes now because he, he will get taken down, uh, and you can see that he kind of tentative in 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 wanting to strike. Totally opposite for for uh, Ricky Simone. He's he's very very comfortable, um, but using lots of dynamic, uh, almost kind of clay Guida uh, style movement to come in and out, land punches, and he lands a. Uh, uh, a decent right hand that that sees Asensio, um yeah, kind of acknowledge oof, that was a, a stinger. Then he lands another one that drops Asensio to the floor, uh, and this fight is all over. A huge knockout victory for for Ricky Simone, and yeah, can see him uh, pushing for a, a top ten fight in the in the very near future. Fight number four takes us into the women's strawweight division as we have two fighters who are looking to crack their way into the the top 10 in Amanda Lemos and Angela Hill, both uh, just outside that top 10 rankings. Uh, And yeah, um, when we talk about controversy, um, this fight, uh, I mean, the results certainly for me uh, feels very, very controversial. So the first round starts with... uh, with um, um, Angela Hill, who is always kind of very, very active, always very, very bouncer, got great head movement, got great uh, body movement when it comes to finding a range. Um, and she she starts pretty well, uh, able to land some, some good lefts. Uh, but it's very quickly Amanda Lemos lands uh, an Anderson Silva, Vita Belfort, Leo Tomachina style front kick uh, right underneath the chin with the toes. That wobbles um, Angela Hill um, and you can see her scrambling backwards and kind of losing control of her legs, which means that she, she falls over. Um, Amanda Lemos is able to to get inside the guard and posture up, landing some, some elbows and it looked like that this was far all over. Uh, but Angela, um, she's incredibly gritty and she was able to hold on and recover, um, was able to um, to scramble. Uh, but Lemos gets hold of the neck and goes for the, for the guillotine. Unfortunately, she's not able to to lock up the the arms. Uh, Angels then is able to um, work her way out of, of the of the 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 being on her back and get back into to, uh, on top. Uh, gets in half guard. Uh, the fight then quickly scrambles back on onto the feet, and you can see that Amanda's uh, got all her faculties back, and she's uh, she's uh, putting the pressure on now. Uh, while Lemos is kind of like holding back, almost like she's looking for that that um, one big hit that that'll end the fight, uh, which which gives um, Angela the the kind of 
the one-up in terms of output, landing more of those kind of uh, stinging shots that that not that aren't necessarily going to knock an opponent out, but are certainly going to give them plenty of, of food for thought. Going back into into the second round, then, and we see um, Angela um, doing the pretty much starting the same as she started the first round, where she's uh, she's landing some some decent shots, teasing shots, uh, both uh, fighters trading punches and kicks. Uh, we see uh, Amanda Lemos uh, land a decent body kick, um, which forces uh, uh, Angela Hill to, to go and try and clinch. Uh, that's quickly reversed, and we see that that uh, Amanda Lemos has control uh, of, uh, of of Angela up against the fence. Uh, again, that's quickly reversed, and, and and we see it turning to almost like a chess match tussle uh, of uh, people who can uh, get control up against that cage. Um, you can we we can see that it's incredibly tiring for for both fighters. Amanda Lemos especially was uh, was showing um, signs that she was taking some deep long breaths, and and her shots were were not as snappy as the the. They perhaps were in the first round. Um, uh, Angela was able to to control really well against that cage and landing some some big elbows. Uh, one that that looked really clean off the off the clinch. Then uh, Amanda lands a, a nice uh, inside leg kick, which uh, which is uh, checked, and then we get a, a hook uh, that Amanda che- uh, that um, Angela checks as well. Uh, she then is able to to land some more leg kicks, so she's kind of tried to turn up the tempo, but um, certainly wasn't uh, the the output that we saw in, in the first round. Um, Angela Hill again clinches uh, Lemos um, and is able to to push her up against the cage, land some more knees to the body, uh, and just as we get to the 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 end of the round, we see her uh, landing uh, two or three decent kicks. It gets into a bit of a uh, of a scramble, uh, and she almost knocks out uh, Jason Herzog as she's uh, she's there tussling with uh, with uh, Amanda Lemos, and she throws a uh, a last ditch head kick. Amanda's absolutely nowhere near it, and Jason Herzog coming in to kind of separate the fighters. Uh, he gets caught a little bit with it. All all in good fun. Uh, no no intention there from from Angela Hill, but it just uh, looked really really funny. So going into the third, uh, and for me this was um, this was the make or break round. I think that uh, Lemos took the first round perhaps because of the the takedown, uh, and then Angela Hill really kind of worked her way back into the fight with that uh, really uh, decent second round in terms of of action, uh, and it and it seemed to me that Angela Hill um, she she was the one doing all the all the the decent work in this third round. Um, a lot of pressure, uh, able to uh, trip Amanda Lemos off off a kick. Um, Get, Amanda is able to to get to her feet and and gets to the to the fence. Uh, she gets a toll from Jason about about gripping the fence, but Amanda Hill still has body control. Um, we we see uh, Lemos reverse that, and she got gets control of the 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 body lock and is trying to uh, get the underhooks. Uh, um, Angela Hill tries to drag the fight to the to the to the floor, which happens, uh, and she's able to to um, break away and 
and lands some some big big shots. She rushes forward for a, a takedown and gets uh, Amanda back to the ground again, uh, but she's not able to keep her down and she's quickly uh, back up to her feet. Uh, but um, Amanda Lemos looks looks absolutely knackered um, and with about a minute to go both both girls are just giving all that they've got um, and for me Angela Hill looks so much the fresher fighter landing some big big combinations um, Lemos was was in defence mode and we see Angela Hill throw a spinning back face that, that dropped uh, Amanda Lemos uh, not for long, it's not like she was knocked out more shocked than anything and she was quickly back up and um, Angela Hill pushes her up against the, the, the fence uh, the the Claxon goes and we go to the judges um, for me, I thought that Angela Hill after the, the second and third round absolutely deserved it um, and Matt Bell, the, the first judge, absolutely agreed with me Janice uh, Camillo, she... Um, that that judge went for for Lemos uh, twenty nine twenty eight, which I suppose you could you could make that call, but the 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 shocking one was uh, Douglas Crosby, uh, and this isn't the first time we've we've seen his name uh, attached to um, to ridiculous scores. He gave the the whole fight three rounds uh, thirty twenty seven to Amanda Lemos. How he watched this fight and, and thought that Amanda Lemos won that second round and how he thought she clearly won the third round is beyond me. Ridiculous judging. And, yeah, I think uh, Angela Hill can feel that. She's uh, she's been robbed of a, a decision there. And um, Amanda Lemos has, was, was lucky to come away with it after this. But she picks up the victory in there and it's back to the drawing board there for, for Angela Hill. So it's core main event time and we have a, a welterweight battle. Fifth ranked Stephen Wonderboy Thompson taking on uh, 10th ranked uh, Bilal Mohammed. Uh, Mohammed looking to really push his, his way into into the upper echelons of this uh, of this welterweight division uh, and a, a victory over a very dangerous Stephen Thompson would, would certainly do that. Um, and the, he got an absolutely well-deserved, dominantly uh, controlled victory. Um, and it was, it was, it's always a tough fight when you come up against Stephen Thompson with his uh, with his karate uh, skills and and his his lengthy range. But where he does sometimes struggle is when he uh, when he goes to ground. Uh, especially when he isn't in a training camp with Chris Wyman. Now, obviously, we know Chris Wyman has been out for a long, long while with that that broken leg. Uh, we saw in the in the Gilbert Burns fight that that it, that not having that wrestling uh, training with with Chris Wyman really does affect Stephen Thompson, and I think it affected him in 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 this fight because. Going over all three of these rounds, we can we can pretty much. Uh, call it down to uh, Bilal Mohammed controlling uh, Stephen Thompson uh, in terms of ground on, on the ground in terms of wrestling there was um, a point where where the commentary uh, and especially Michael Bisping was was saying that there were some potential 10-8 rounds in, in this fight and it's not because you have you are destroying your opponent in terms of uh, physical uh, violence and 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 it's more the the absolute 
control that you have over your opponent and uh, Bilal Muhammad did that for the majority of this fight his ground uh, control time was was almost at 10 minutes in in a 15 minute fight that's absolutely uh, phenomenal uh Stephen Thompson was taken down more times in this fight than he's been taken down ever in his UFC career. Uh, and Bilal Mohamed putting up record numbers for the most amount of takedowns he's ever done in a fight as well. It was just uh, a clinic from from uh, uh, Bilal uh, in terms of taking down and controlling fighters. There uh, wasn't too many times in the fight where uh, the submission uh, was on. It was more the, like I said, the 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 control and being able to to switch and transition into different positions to really kind of frustrate uh, Stephen Thompson. Um, the there was an interesting uh, uh, part in the first round where um, Thompson had, had had been taken down and he was able to kind of press his back up against the the, the cage. Um, Bilal uh, was essentially side by side with him with his back up on the, against the cage, but he had uh, the leg of Stephen Thompson trapped and they were just hitting each other in the faces with, with haymakers. Um, just, it was it was so, so funny. And, um, the, the way they were just going tit for tat, uh, punching each other in the face. But when uh, when Bilal had had enough of that, he was able to to just um, take um, Thompson down and, and flatten flatten him out. Um, and uh, it was just like I said, this was just a, a takedown clinic. Uh, in the second round, we see an attempt for a Kimura, uh from um, from Mohammed. Um, he, he tries to isolate the arm, but, but Stephen Thompson is able to to get out. Um, and there was just no... I don't know if there was no attempt from Stephen Thompson to get up or he just didn't have that, that wrestling acumen that uh, Bilal Mohammed uh, had. Um, going into into the third and immediately we get another takedown. Um, and again, it was up against the fence and Bilal Mohammed uh, really did well to, to kind of work between uh, body locks and landing punches in the face. And uh, Stephen Thompson was just just struggled all the time. Um, he did eventually try and uh, almost get back to his feet, but he was quickly uh, dragged back down to, to the position um, on, on, on the floor. Um, it was just such a uh, for for casual MMA fans this is going to look like a uh, a piss break match but for people who have any kind of like interest in in the technical skill uh, you'll you'll really be um, happy with how um, Bilal Mohammed is able to to control a very dangerous fighter in in uh, in uh, Stephen Thompson and the judges definitely agreed uh, two judges giving giving one round as a 10-8 with a 30-26 and one judge even giving uh, two 10-8 rounds uh, for a 30-25 but yeah it was a as dominant as a, a fight you'll see without a finish from Bilal Mohammed and he'll, uh, he'll be looking to take Stephen's uh, number in the rankings after after that so here we are, last fight of 2021, uh, and it's one of the the biggest stars uh, of the past three or four years uh, in Derek Lewis, uh, and one of the the up and comers 
in the in the heavyweight division in, in Chris Dorcas, both these guys uh, well inside the, the top ten. I think Derek Lewis is was number three and Dorcas is around seven or eight in the ranking. So yeah, this um this could be a pathway back to the title for for, for Lewis or it could be a um a real kind of um a notch on the on the post for, for Chris Dorcas. Um very nervous uh, First minute or so in this fight, not one single punch was uh, was uh, was landed in the in the in the first minute or so. Um, really, kind of um, a feeling out process, and we see that with Derek Lewis. Uh, not not so much see it with Chris Dawkins. He's normally quite uh, aggressive, but when you're going into the octagon with uh, with the black beast you have to have your wits about you uh and as we as i said uh with Derek lewis he's always kind of looking to land the big shots rather than putting uh the output putting the the the, the teasing shots uh first punches thrown uh, are actually from dorcas charged for a, a, a one-two combination um goes for a leg kick um, about 90 seconds in and we we still haven't seen anything from Derek Lewis um, hoping that he hasn't got those kind of uh, big match jitters that he, he had uh, in his recent title match uh, but he does throw a leg kick uh, and then uh, follows that up with a combination that has a Dorcas kind of a, um, covering up um, but Dorcas uh, quickly lands a, an elbow to, to uh to give something uh, for Lewis to think about, uh, he does get a, a, a warning uh, for Lewis having his uh, his uh, fingers outstretched, uh, but he then um, is uh, he eats a, a right hand from Dorcas, he's uh, another uh, leg kick. We see Lewis go for the the roundhouse, um, doesn't land, but it does give him the opportunity to push Dorcas uh, up against the fence, and then we see. Derek Lewis just unloading uh, with just huge, huge shots into Dorcas. Pins him up against the cage, landing body shots and head shots. And Chris Dorcas looks like he's uh, he's been tagged a hell of a lot. Uh, looks a little bit wobbler. Uh, he's able to kind of clinch with uh, Lewis and um, kind of stop the onslaught. Uh, but it's not long before Lewis gets uh, gets loose and starts landing some more big shots again. Uh, lands a knee. Uh, Dorcas is, is is trying to escape and then gets caught with a massive, massive right hand uh, that just crumbles him to the floor. Um, Derek Lewis again breaks the the record uh, for the all time knockout leader in UFC history with a another highlight reel finish. Uh, just destroyed. Chris Dorcas um, puts himself firmly uh, inside against uh, the winner of Cyril Gagne and, and Francis Ngaru. Uh, I think that's uh, next month. So, yeah, he, but <laughs> as always, he has a, a really funny um, uh, Octagon interview with, with, with Bispin where he says um, he doesn't want any more of these five-round fights. Um, so if the the title fight is a three round fight, he'll accept it. But other than that, uh, don't don't uh, don't call his phone. So Bisping asked him if he's going to be watching um, with bated breath the the title fight, 
And he says, no, he'll, him and his wife will, will be in uh, Jamaica. But yeah, um, Derek Lewis uh, back on the uh, on the, the winning column uh, and ending uh, 2021 uh, in style with a, a huge knockout. And yeah, the UFC ending 2021 in style with a, a really a fun card and uh, keeping up the, the run of, uh, of pretty decent cards in, 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 in the last few weeks. Uh, but yeah, that's uh, that's a UFC fight night. Lewis versus Dorcas in the bag. Um, yeah, that's all from me. So you can follow me on Twitter at Podfather Mags. You can follow Carlos at Kirby underscore Carlos, and you can follow this show at Five Rounds Pod. Uh, Whilst, you, whilst I've got you here, definitely please go and check out uh, some more of the amazing content uh, from all the, the network partners that we have here at Five Rounds. So that's Visionaries Global Media, that's uh, Radio Techers, and that's, of course, at The Chair Shop. Um, definitely go and check out some of, the, some of those content creators because they are absolutely amazing, way better than, than anything that I put out. Uh, I am literally riding their coattails. Uh, but like I said... Um, that's all from me. So um, I will be back next week, obviously with with some uh, some content. But uh, in terms of uh, farts, this is this is it for for twenty twenty one. So um, I wish you all uh, Merry Christmas, Happy Holidays, whatever uh, holiday uh, or event you subscribe to. I hope you have a, a fun time and spend it with your with your families and loved ones. I hope, hope as well you have a happy New Year. Uh, and yeah, um, thank you all for listening. And that is the end. Oh, he's hurt. He hurt a big he's time. Hurt. He's trying to finish. Bad. It is over.